This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Miller, Adam Abdallah, and Chris Black. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning. Welcome on in. It is week 14 of the NFL season. But more importantly, if you're listening to this show, you know what that means. It's playoff time. Let's do it. Yes. The playoffs are upon us, gentlemen. Hopefully we're helping you set your lineup for a playoff game and not a consolation bracket. Because if you're calling us for a consolation game, then you might have a problem. It's just uh, Hey, man, a win's a win. So don't don't knock the consolation bracket. It's like our if, only hope. If What's you your have deal? one of these, if you're, if you're not uh, first, if you're like, what do you call it? If you're not last, you're first leagues. Mm. Yeah. So you're trying <laughs> to avoid the humiliation <laughs> of true. being last place in your league. I guess we'll help you. There you go. But let us know. I want to know if you're that guy. For uh, for the love of the game, are you playing? We'll, uh, I'll put a poll up here on Twitter as well Ooh. and allow people to go ahead and vote Sunday whether or not poll. they're playing on the consolation bracket. All right. Again, I'm Jeff Meller along with Adam Abdallah and Chris Black. You can feel free to give us a call. 312-332-3776. We will help you answer your fantasy football dilemma. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Chris is at Chris Black. And Adam is at Adam A. Abdallah. All right, here we go, gentlemen. Stafford working out of the gun. He's got Joyt to his right. Two receivers to the left side, two to the right. Matthew pumps that right leg, leans in. Fix the inside hand up. Looking left, throwing left. End zone, caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Golden Tate's got it. All right, so Matthew Stafford looks like he's going to play today. However, he's dealing with a hand slash, slash wrist injury on his throwing hand. So that is problematic. My approach to this, guy's. I'm going to say if you have some decent options, somebody you think is in Stafford's ballpark, I would go ahead and play them today over Stafford. You certainly could start Stafford in a good matchup against the Bucks if need to, but I would be cautious. Again, it's the playoffs, and we don't really know how much this is going to hinder him. Again, a little bit of optimism because he did practice the last few days this week, so that is good news, but... This is the cautious fantasy player in me. I would say if you have somebody decent that you can turn to, and generally a quarterback's a deep enough position where you can, I would be looking elsewhere today. I would not chance it. Yeah, it's a a tough uh, decision you're going to have to face because uh, this week for the Week 14 rankings on ESPN.com, Matthew Stafford, if healthy and if he plays, is ranked fourth overall for quarterbacks. So if you're looking at that and maybe the rest of your team isn't to par like you've kind of won a lot of games on the back of Matthew Stafford. It might be a tough decision to make to say, hey, we got here to the playoffs, but now we have to sit him. And then also Matthew Stafford, he has been so durable. Stafford has started 108 straight games. It's the third longest active streak among quarterbacks. Do you guys know who the two guys who are above him on that list are? I don't. Not a, no, I do Number not. one, Philip Rivers, 188 straight games. And Matt Ryan, 127. Then Matthew oh. Stafford at 108. Now that the Eli uh, Now that Eli's gone, it's was, all Philip uh, Rivers. Was broken, yeah. Yeah, the, the, 
to me, the key is like Stafford in terms of fantasy purposes, he's just not good enough to roll the dice with. He can have some monster games, but really he hasn't had too many huge games for you this season. Again, he's been productive, but certainly not somebody that you I feel the need to lock into your starting lineup. And so if you have somebody on your bench that you can turn to, he may be rated four. I, to me, that's I, I'm not putting him fourth. He's he's more like 12th in my rankings. So, you know, if you want to go ahead, I understand I, it. So in that in that range, then are you starting uh, Josh McCown or Jameis Win- Winston over Matthew Stafford today? So personally, if it comes down to Stafford versus McCown or Winston, I'm still going to start Stafford. Okay, but if you've got Rivers or Stafford, I'm starting Rivers. Oh yeah. If sure. you if you've got and this is this is possibly one people are looking at if you've got Ben Roethlisberger. And Stafford. It's a brutal matchup for Ben, but I'm starting Ben because right now he's not hurt. And, you know, in the playoffs with a quarterback dealing with a hand injury heading into the game, I don't want to risk. I I just don't want the risk out there. Some people may be a little more risk. uh, Well, I'm a little more risk adverse. Maybe you're a little bit more willing to gamble and you want to play for that upside. I do. I will admit it's a great matchup against the Bucks, but uh, I personally, I'm looking elsewhere if I have any decent alternatives. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Now, you know, their offense is still too limited right now. He's working. I mean, look, he's impressive, but I think the floor or um, the ceiling for Garoppolo is limited. He, he, he should be solid for you, but, you know, look, again, Stafford, the range here is he can go out there and not be near the he. He could not be. He may not be the Stafford we're used to seeing. He mm-hmm. may only in name be out there today, and I'd be a little bit concerned about that. And so again, at the quarterback position where I think there's other guys to turn to, I would consider it and not really want to play Stafford if I could avoid it. But yeah. like you said, the matchup is very tasty. The Bucks off or defense again, is thirty first in DVOA. They give up the most. Points to quarterbacks, I believe, in in regular fan- yeah. ESPN fantasy leagues. But again, that's you know, if it's it's all irrelevant if Stafford isn't his normal self. I understand. Yeah. So yeah. that's why yeah. I, again, fantasy football playoff time here. Quarterbacks usually a position where you can find some decent plays. You know what? I think I would start Andy Dalton today over Ooh. Matt Stafford. Yeah, I mean the mat- the matchups yeah. there, and I feel like the floor for Dalton is safe enough. Where he, again, I. I it's it's my play the way I work it in the playoffs. I'm going to be a little more risk adverse where it's you know win or go home. I would avoid Stafford if possible today. On first down, here's a pitch to the left. Dixon down to the five, fighting for the goal line. Touchdown Bengals as Mixon takes it the final 11 yards and begins a dance in the back of the end zone. Joe Mixon has already been ruled out of today's contest against the Bears with a concussion, which means Giovanni Bernard will step into a sweet role. Good matchup. Of course, the Bears are pretty solid against the run, but I think we've seen of late they've been a little more susceptible, and with all the injuries piling up for the Bears on defense, I think Giovanni Bernard is a very nice play. If he's still out there on free agency, go pick him up right now. I don't know what kind of league you're playing in if he's still hanging out there, but uh, he's definitely a strong play. Around playoff times, you'll find guys who step into roles and all of a sudden become league winners. Giovanni Bernard has the potential to do that today. I think he's going to see 20 touches without Jeremy Hill in available for the Bengals. 
it's going to be Giovanni Bernard's workload as long as he's out there. And we, without the Bears able to sustain long drives, I think he'll have plenty of opportunities to score today. Yeah, in that brutal Monday night game against Pittsburgh, uh, Bernard had 13 carries for 77 yards, two receptions for 19 yards. I expect them both to catch the ball out of the outfield, out of the backfield, and mm-hmm. then also to get the carries in the running back position. And all should all be good. that pretty much came after Mixon left yep. the game. So, you know, you consider a full workload this week. He should see 20 touches. Yeah, and the Bengals are going to try to uh, control the ball. Both these offenses, the Bears and the Bengals, run the fewest amount of plays per game. The Bengals do it mostly to control the clock. The Bears are just bad. But the Bengals do it to <laughs> there's control. There's no strategy. No, though. there's it's no strategy. Bad. They just don't yeah. have the ball. Yeah. The Bengals actually try to have ball control and you know protect Andy Dalton. They like to run the ball and control the clock that way and bleed the clock down. So that would lead to more Giovanni Bernard and more touches for him and more points for you hopefully. and one thing i think sometimes that goes a little underestimated is the fact that giovanni bernard has basically been on ice all season mm-hmm. we know he's a very talented player but you know early on he was re- he's been recovering from an acl injury that had occurred last season so they were easing him back in and then by that point once jeremy hill was out of the mix joe mixon was certainly their feature back so bernard really had limited usage this season and don't underestimate what a fresh body again Bernard, we've seen in the past, is a very capable running back. And with nobody there to really divvy up carries, I think he's a very strong play today. It is second and goal from the three. Folds. Puts Jackson in motion. Folds. Fakes. Rolls. Looks. Fires. Complete. Touchdown! Zach Ertz! Zach Ertz dealing with a concussion of his own. And the latest from both Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport is that they do not believe he will play today. He will. It's still going to be a game time decision, and this is the late 325 kick. So it's a little bit problematic if you're going to hold out on Ertz. But what this means is that I think you need to have a option available in case he does not go. If you're really going to do that, his backup and somebody who might step in, and we saw it a little bit last week, might step in and be a somewhat competent replacement for him, someone who plays the role of Zach Ertz, would be Trey Burton in the Eagles offense. Um, If you want to wait and hold out hope to see if Ertz does give it a go, then Burton would be the guy you might want to grab and toss onto your roster now. Again, I urge everybody, I said this last week multiple times, go ahead and make sure that you do this before game kicks off because you don't want to see you want to have that backup option available to you when you get close to game time. You don't want to have to come down to the decision, all right, is it worth cutting Zach Ertz completely just to pick up Trey Burton because I've yeah. got you know nobody else on my roster I can cut. I don't know if you're going to go through his highlight uh, in, in later on in the show, but an option could be if, if people didn't pick up Greg Olson or if they did, someone did pick up Greg Olson, they might, uh, another team might have dropped him because he did leave with a foot injury. He's supposed to play today. Would that be an option? You oh, think yeah. that Greg Olson's going to be able to play on the foot and be able to be successful? Yeah, so we like obviously we saw Olson return and then leave that game was off last week, is returning this week again. Uh, they're a little bit more optimistic being on the turf down in Carolina at uh, Bank of America Stadium. So I think Greg Olson's certainly a good good replacement. I'm not sure he's available in a lot of, lot of leagues, but he, if he is, 
Greg Olson would certainly be a perfect guy to plug and play instead of Zach Erson. Again, I would not hold out hope that he's going to play because uh, the reports we're getting right now are not very optimistic about Zach Ertz this week. So Eagles-Rams, the game of the day, in my eyes, uh, in on the NFL schedule. But today is one of those good old-fashioned NFL Sundays. Do you know why? There are five games that take place at 3 o'clock or later, oh, which is fantastic it. because we've had a couple weeks this year where we've had, like, two games, three games at 3 o'clock. So if you are waiting out that Eagles-Rams game for a fantasy play, the one thing to kind of keep in mind is there are three games that kick at 3.05. It's Jets, Broncos, Titans, Cardinals, Redskins, Chargers. Those all kick at 3.05. 3.25, Eagles, Rams, Seahawks, Jaguars. So I, if you're waiting it out, you do have a little bit of time. But, mm-hmm. Jeff, you give good advice that you got to make the roster decisions early so then you're not having to cut uh, Ertz in the moment if he doesn't play. Yeah. And again, I, I don't. So. Ex- we, we're not expecting him to. Another option late who uh, may be available on your waiver wire who's playing in one of those later games that you mentioned, Chris, Ricky Seals-Jones for the Cardinals against the Titans. He's been involved in the passing game over the last three, three four weeks, so that's good news. If you're... Uh, Maybe maybe one of the better plays who is available if you're going to, like I said, I don't expect Ertz to play. So, Steven Anderson, who's playing in a noon game for the Texans, is an athletic tight end who, you know, got some work. And with uh, C.J. Fedorowicz now gone, Steven Anderson really steps into the role as the, you know, primary target catcher at tight end for the Texans. So, he's somebody who uh, you might look at. Uh, also, I'll throw out David Njoko. At also playing in the noon game against the Packers, another another pretty good option um, with Josh Gordon back lightens up some of the pressure on Njoku, so he's a good option to look at. Probably you know good for four to five catches for you. So third and six, empty set, two right, three left. Derek throws, going for the end zone for Amari Cooper, open touchdown Raiders. So the latest on Amari Cooper per uh, Diana Rossini is that the the Raiders are actually expecting Cooper to give it a go, but but it may only be for a handful of snaps today. So keep that in mind. I would say Cooper might be somebody that even if he's a, he's active today, if you've got some decent plays at wide receiver. Maybe give it a week to see how he actually performs before you go ahead and lock him into your lineup. Because, uh, again, the latest that he, he he's going to try and give it a go. But don't be surprised if it's only for a few snaps out there. That never turns out well. No. The the A couple of snaps. When does that ever turn out in your benefit as a fantasy player? Never. You know what I mean? Like, you, you wait it out. You play him. You get your couple snaps. Oh, wait. He's banged up. He's out of the game already. Oh, wait, he doesn't feel, he feels a little tight. Okay, let's not rush it. You know, like, and especially with Amari Cooper, I mean, he's ranked 46th this week for wide receivers and PPR leagues. He really hasn't produced for you on your fantasy team this season. He had one reception against Denver. He had three receptions against New England, four against the Dolphins three weeks ago. Like, he, he just hasn't been worthy of a spot on a roster which is unfortunate because he was so good last year. Well, yeah, Carter Cooper was, uh, you could lock that in at least once a week last year. Yeah. You know, it was for well, at least a ton of yards, maybe a touchdown or two. His quarterback but, also only throws three yards per down. Exactly. Three yards and now down the field There's something time, with so. Carr where he's not, being able to, he's not been able to throw down the field as much Skish. as he did last year. And I don't know if it's health. Or if it's just a, a change in system that they're running or something, or or defenses have adjusted 
to them, but something is wrong with their car, and it's affecting Amari Cooper. And Cooper now also the has the drops, too. So yeah, it, absolutely. I, Jeff, I don't know. I, I wouldn't play him this week. If, no, if the yeah. playoffs were on the line, plus the injury concerns, I wouldn't play Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, my bringing him up serves more as a warning because, yeah. like, I think a lot of people initially had heard earlier in the week that Cooper was unlikely to go. Sure. Now, again, we're getting some optimism this morning, but our ESPN's Diana Rossini reporting that don't be surprised if uh, he does give it a go and it's just for, you know, a handful of snaps. And if that's the case, certainly there's other options out there that are probably safer plays this week. Never want to rule out, look, you never know. Guy may get out there, mm-hmm. feel good, and all of a sudden he, you know, is out there and catches a long touchdown. But, you know, that's one of those situations where I'd be less inclined to bet on that and probably looking at some decent guys who were going to be in the mix that you can count on as opposed to maybe hoping for, you know, one touchdown from Amari Cooper. And I'm in the flank and right two receivers. Left Brady pulls away. Give the Dion Lewis. He tosses it back to Brady. Got him. He had Mitchell open. He throws it. Stuck for Hook into the right. Touchdown. Patriots. Two choices. And he finds Hogan for the second time. High fives for everybody. Chris Hogan. Looks like he will finally be returning Monday night. Now, this is not a lock. He's been dealing with the shoulder injury that's kept him out for, I think, since uh, week six, maybe. So he's been gone for quite some time. But with Rob Gronkowski suspended and slated to miss this game, that could mean that Chris Hogan steps in to a nice workload immediately. So Chris Hogan may be somebody who you want to plug into your flex Certainly a decent option this week with Rob Gronkowski suspended and, you know, a a tasty matchup against the Dolphins. When Chris Hogan was in the lineup uh, back in October, he was getting the targets. So I I like the advice. He was also getting some touchdowns early on in the season. So, you know, if you look back through his game log, he was getting the targets from Tom Brady. So if he's on the field, I expect him to continue to get targets. Well, Brady always has that fail safe that he goes to. Mm -hmm. And when Chris Hogan was healthy, that was his failsafe. And without Gronk, now Chris Hogan even more so becomes that failsafe. You know, my, you said the matchup, Jeff, Miami, the 27th ranked defense in DVOA. Chris Hogan right now, the 21st ranked uh, wide receiver in PPR leagues, according to ESPN. So, yeah, like I said, looks like a, a guy worth waiting for on Monday night. But, again, it's the Patriots. Sometimes they're a little tricky. Again, Participation in practice the past few days, so that is good news. All signs pointing to him returning, but I will say, same deal, make sure you have an alternative that you can go with just in case, whether it's a Dolphins receiver like, you know, uh, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, somebody of that nature. Make sure you have them on your roster and ready just in case because you never know. You you don't want to get that last minute, oh, they're going to hold him back one week. But again, all signs pointing to him being a go on Monday night. All right, let's try Andy in Rockford early on here. Good morning, Andy. Hey, guys, what's going on? Not um, much. I'm in a PPR league, and I'm debating between Kareem Hunt and Samaje P. Ryan. Hunt's obviously been struggling, I just, and P. Ryan's coming on, but yeah, I just th- wanted your thoughts pretty much. Yeah, no, Andy, so, like, look at this, like, who would have thought that after the first month this would be a question? But it's a legit question. And I'm actually going to tell you, I would turn to Samaj P. Ryan against the Chargers this week. The 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 more than anything, I think for Kareem Hunt, the problem's been the the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line has not been run blocking well at all. And 
it's a decent matchup against the Raiders. But the reality is, how many times do you need to see Kareem Hunt come up and just really hurt you? So, Samaje P. Ryan's been very productive the last three weeks in the lead, lead back role. So, I'm going to say don't turn away from it. Go with Samaje P. Ryan. The 13th and 15th ranked running backs according to the ESPN rankings. So, yeah, it's kind of a toss-up, but I don't see why to disagree with you, Jeff. Well, you know, the only thing I would throw out there is the Mm -hmm. Raiders' defense is so atrocious. Certainly, yeah. So that would be the only angle I would offer for the Chiefs to score points today is that the fact that the Raiders are really bad. Literally the worst in DVOA. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they're really bad. That's all I would say. Mm -hmm. Do you guys guys know how many touchdowns Kareem Hunt has this season? How many does he have after the first four weeks? Yeah. Well, that was where I was going. So (laughs) he... He has six touchdowns on the season. Yeah. He has not scored <laughs> since week three. Oh, so, I, I mean, that's the problem is we remember the monster three oh, weeks yeah. that he gave us where he was the clear best player in fantasy. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah. He hasn't been. So I, I'm going to say Samaje Pirine a much better chance at scoring a touchdown. So I'm going to roll with him in that situation. You know, wasn't it a much better, simpler time when uh, Alex Smith was the MVP of the league <laughs> and Kareem Hunt was the rookie of the oh, year? The Chiefs were and the, win Chiefs, the Super Bowl. The Chiefs were undefeated, yeah. and, and we knew what was going to happen what this a time NFL to be season. Alive, Chris. Wow! Whoa! Woo. Woo. Uh, wow! Seems like months ago. Because God, the was. NFL season is so much fun isn't because it, it was. Um, all right, we have plenty <laughs> of time to get to answer your questions. We do have full phone lines, so again, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Adam is at Adam A. Abdallah. Chris is at Chris Black. Tweet us your questions, and also feel free to give us a call. 312-332-3776. Jams, phone line. So when we get back, we will not hesitate. We'll get after it, answer all your questions. Coming up right here, it is playoff week. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fantasy Football Frenzy on ESPN 1000. Playoffs? Have a lineup question? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Or do you just simply need an expert push because you're too indecisive yourself? Playoffs? Call the experts at 312-332-ESPN. Get your lineup quandary solved. I just hope we can win a game. On ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy again with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I'm Jeff Meller alongside Adam Abdallah and Chris Black. We know you're in the playoffs. We know you need your question answered, so we will not delay any longer. We do have a few people in their toilet bowls yes, like for, to avoid the last league. We have some people tweeting us, and we'll get to those tweets as well during the two-minute right. drill. But we have some people that are trying to avoid, and some leagues that still do high points during the playoffs. Hey, every win's a win, especially when you win. At the bottom of your standings. Everyone's trying to eat that W. Yeah. I will I will say, if uh, just a quick aside, the more I play fantasy football, the more I do come to the realization that if you're really into rewarding the, t- like, the skill aspect of it, by far the best way to do it is just, a, just a, like the premiership. You just do a points. Yeah. That's it. No head-to-head, but that's not as much fun on a week-to-week basis. It, you're right. So I'll say that. And you can have some blowouts, and all of a sudden you've got Manchester City running away with the Premier League. Suck. That's that. That's how that's how you're, it can quickly turn no fun. But if you, if you can get together a bunch of really competitive people, I still believe the best way to... Uh, or you just change your name every week. ...reward uh, the skill of fantasy change football is for a just a high points league. 
All right, let's uh, run down these calls here. Again, full phone lines, 312-332-3776. Let's try and get to as many as we can today. Let's try Tom in Manuka. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Pretty good. Great. Pretty good. Hey, um, standard scoring, if you guys could pick two out of three, Alfred Morris, Giovanni Bernard, and Sam Perrine. Samaje Perrine. You got it. Almost, Tom. All right, so I'm going to say Alfred Morris and Giovanni Bernard because of what I touched on earlier. I think Bernard is in line for a massive workload today against the Bears, a beaten-up Bears defense, and Alfred Morris today against the Giants. That's licking your chops. Mm. That's perfect. And of those two, I think... Both the Cowboys and Bengals are the teams most likely to be in control of those games, whereas Samaje P. Ryan and the Redskins could be playing catch-up with the Chargers. So I think though in that situation, you want to play the running backs who are likely to be winning, and those would be Alfred Morris and Gio- Giovanni Bernard. Let's try Mike in R- Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. Hey, happy holidays, Jeff, Chris, and Adam. Hey, Mike. Hey, thanks, Mike. I feel like I'm uh, replaying the miracle on 34th Street. I was uh, the number 60 that made it last uh, Sunday, and I'm up against the best player in the league, and he had Kamara. You know what happened there? He's got Ertz, and then I picked up Giovanni Bernard uh, on Monday morning, so I'm very, very lucky here. So I got a quick question. Uh, um, Half-point PPR, do I start uh, crazy uh, Crowell, but he is at home against Green Bay, or do I start... Uh, in a flex position, Cooper uh, Cup uh, uh, at home as sure. well. Sure, you know, yeah, that that was pretty easy for me, Mike. Uh, I'm going with Cooper Cup in the PPR format. He's truly become, you know, a, a guy who they who's going to get five to six targets easy, and in a good day could see eight to nine. So he's somebody who, in a PPR format, for me is pretty much a must start. Lock him in. Crowell with the you know the Browns the Browns try and run it run it I'll give them that they don't turn away from it but the reality is they they don't do a good job of it. yeah the Browns are not very effective on the ground and we know that their offense isn't very good last week Crowell had 10 attempts 41 yards he had one reception out of the backfield so I mean they try like Jeff said but they don't really get anything out of it yeah. so I I would definitely go with Cooper Cup as well Let's, let's try Ron in Schaumburg. Ron, you have a quarterback question here? Yes, morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. The question I have is uh, McGowan or uh, Goff. Both guys have been doing well for me, and uh, I know Goff is rated higher, but I kind of like the matchup with uh, McGowan. Sure. So Josh McCown has the Broncos in Denver, and, you know, I think if you would have said you like that matchup, you know, at any point, you'd probably be getting weird steers. But the reality is the Broncos defense has certainly been a defense you've been able to take advantage of with no offensive productivity. They're basically on the field at all times. However, Uh-oh. I'm Jared Goff to me versus Josh McCown in Denver with, here's the key, Aqib Tlaib returning today. That makes their secondary much stiffer. So I'm going to say I'm going to start Jared Goff in that situation over Josh McCown. It's been a great run for Josh McCown, but I'd be a st- I'd still be a little concerned of that Denver defense. Yeah, Denver's defense this year giving up 26.3 points per game. That's 31st in the NFL, but they do have the potential to be good, a good defense because this is one of the things where no matter where you look stat-wise, it almost doesn't agree with any of it mm-hmm. because if you look at football outsiders DVOA, they're ranked 10th. In defensive DVOA. So why are they giving up so many points? Are they actually a good defense? Is it just because they're on the field a lot because the offense is so bad? That's something I would consider with the Denver Broncos D. 
Jared Goff, the sixth-ranked quarterback right now on ESPN, and Josh McCown, 14th. So, yeah, the, even the, the rankings tell you to go at Jared Goff right there, like he said. They are a better defense. Goff is going up against a better defense, but he's just been lights out, so you have to, you have to ride. But, Goff, but, but it's not like the Eagles' defense. It's not like the Broncos' defense is, has no talent. You know, and with, I think the key is Talib returning. All of a sudden, you've got mm-hmm. Talib and Chris Harris and the no-fly zone back together. That makes them a much stronger opposition. Well, yeah, and I think that's why that's why I quoted the the DVOA yeah. is tenth overall yeah, because that's strong. They they have the ability to be one of the top defenses in the league, especially with guys being healthy. Let's turn to Dan in Northwest Indiana. What's up, Dan? Morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Quarterback, quarterback question. I got Tom Brady. That is a good problem to have. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. The Dolphins' defense is atrocious. Carson Wentz, with without without with what looks like without Zach Ertz, his uh, safety blanket there, his security blanket. I think it's just enough to say uh, go with Tom Brady. You know what? You can't go wrong with Tom Brady. They both don't have their blankets, though. This is true. No, it's a blanket. Valid point. Valid point. But in that scenario. I trust the veteran quarterback, Tom Brady, who's proven time and time again. He's played plenty of times in his career without Robert Gronkowski and still been very productive. But, no, it's a valid point. Yeah, I I think it's a safe play to go with Brady, and it's the smart play because also consider that Carson Wentz, they're on that extended road trip. They went out to Seattle. They lost to the Seahawks 24-10. They stayed on the West Coast. Now they're going to play the Rams. Two teams that are really good in the NFC. Two big matchups for the Eagles. Like, we were talking before the Seahawks game that this was going to be, like, make or break time for the Eagles. Are they the best team in football, or will they come back to earth after they play the Seahawks and the Rams? And they have a bunch of tough games Mm -hmm. on the upcoming schedule. So I would stay away from Carson Wentz this week if you have the option to play Tom Brady because it seems like... Brady against the Dolphins Monday night, that's a safe pick. I wouldn't risk it going with Carson Wentz against a good Rams defense. Yes, I, I so. agree completely. Let's try Brett and Wheaton, also a signal caller hey, question. What's up, Brett? Hey, happy holidays to you guys. I was going to ask um, McCown versus Stafford, but you kind of answered that, I think. Um, so I'm going to shift my question to uh, four running back options. Okay. I got McCaffrey, Barber, McKinnon, or Dion Green. Dion Lewis? Uh, I'm sorry, Dion Green. Dion Green. Uh, not Dion Green. Um, what about Barber, McKinnon, no, no, or no, no, McCaffrey? No, Brett, Brett, there is no Dion Green. That's what we're getting at. Did you mean. I'm trying to think of a Green who's a running back off the top of my head. No one's jumping oh, sorry. to. Sorry. But he's he's the uh, replacement for Amir Abdullah. Oh, okay, okay. So you're going deep, deep in the Lions' backfield. Yeah, n- no. Let's stay away from that. So, all right, Brett, um, fire him at me again. The the other three: McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Bar- or McKinnon. So I'm going to go with look. Keep McCaffrey in the lineup. I know the Vikings are a tough matchup, but you know his role. Then McKinnon as well. Yeah. Uh, d- Kudos to to Brett for throwing a name at me that we have not heard all year. Um, hey, you stumped the expert. So no, no, no. I, look, and that's why. Like they don't always jump. I no, assumed hey, he was Jeff. He's just playing in a twenty team league. This was my bad. I was, you know, <laughs> I my I, I assumed he was giving us the wrong name. I assumed he had to mean Dion Lewis. But that's one of those situations where. Look, you start looking at guys, and all of a sudden you start talking yourself into all these possibilities. Yes, Amir Abdullah is out. That is correct. However. 
Theo Riddick, Zach Zenner, and um, uh, Dwayne Washington are all ahead of Deion Green on the Lions depth chart. So don't get too cute there. I, I'm, I, I, I just cannot give you Deion Green in any scenario. There. Hey, that's a good call. I like that. I like the deep keep lead. It, keep that's it, fun. Keeping me on my toes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie there. All right, let's try Greg in St. John. What's up, Greg? What's up, boys? How's, How's the going? future of ESPN 1000 doing? Just keeping on. <laughs> All right, so I, my toughest one is tight end. I have Gronk sitting on the bench this week. So you're talking about it earlier, but it's money on the table time. Who Who's it going to be? Safarian Jenkins against the Denver defense giving up the most tight end touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Or do I go with Steven Anderson with the tight end you know, offense with Bill O'Brien? Or do I go with... The guy that's going to replace Zach Ertz today, Trey Burton, on the best offense. This is a tough one for me. No, certainly, and I understand that. And like, while I think Trey Burton's a nice desperation play, you have two better alternatives in both Steven Anderson and Safarian Jenkins. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's you said it's a full point PPR, Greg? Half point. Half point. Ah, makes it a little more tricky. Because yeah. I was going to say, if it's a full point, I would definitely go with Steven Anderson. But I'm still going to say go ahead and use Anderson. I like... Anderson, what he, what I mean, look, Savage is not good, but at least Savage, Savage has a has a good enough arm where he will throw the ball around a little bit. And while the interceptions may come, he, you can usually count on 30, 35 pass attempts from Bill O'Brien's offense. Safarian Jenkins, while he was productive for a little stretch early in the year after he came back from the suspension, he hasn't been nearly as productive over the last four weeks. So I'm going to say I would turn to Steven Anderson this week as your Zach Ertz replacement. If you look at Steven Anderson, he had 12 targets last week, five receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. So I, I think Steven Anderson's the play. That. Yeah, this is this is where you look to what you're going to get from a player over the last couple weeks and not necessarily the season-long production you've seen from him. Let's try TJ in Chicago. What's up, TJ? Good morning, guys. Long-time listener and multiple calls. Yes. I need a wide receiver, just one. Marquis Lee. Calvin Benjamin or Terrence Williams on the Cowboys. So let's go with Marquise Lee. Calvin Benjamin, he's going to have Nate Peterman throwing him the ball today. That's no good. And uh, obviously the Cowboys passing offense hasn't been nearly as impressive without Ezekiel Elliott there to ease the uh, coverage. So I'm going to say Marquise Lee, because he, especially in PPR, Marquise Lee is a guy you can count on to get eight to nine targets at least and is generally good for five to six catches for the Jacksonville Jaguars against a Seattle secondary that's been very banged up and not not nearly the legion of boom we've come to know and love. Let's try Sean in Roscoe Village. What's up, Sean? Not much. Hey, I got a quarterback question. You guys pretty much answered it regarding golf and um, McCown, but I want you to rank Stafford, Goff, and McCown. I haven't looked at the ESPN rankings. Sorry sure. about that. So for no, that's all right. For my rankings, and I'll let the other guys look up the other, the the ESPN one. I'm going Goff number one of that. Stafford's two, and McCown's three. Again, though, I'm telling people if you're risk adverse, like I am, come playoff time. I'm not even like when you've got Goff as a possibility. I'm not even considering starting Stafford because look, the hand injury is real. You, we don't know exactly how that's going to play out. Certainly, he could go go out there and be effective, but there's enough uncertainty for me that when you've got a, a decent option like Jared Goff to turn to, don't even think twice about it because Goff's been a very exactly. good fantasy player. Don't do, like you can probably live with you know 
Stafford going off on your bench and losing because you had a good option. What, you, what, what always drives you crazy in come playoff time, though, is if you went with a banged-up player and he disappointed you in the playoffs because he was banged up. I mean, that's on you. You you know what you, you know the risk you're taking when you go into that game. Okay, so if we look at the ESPN rankings, and uh, maybe maybe some don't know how they do this. They have five experts yes, at ESPN who an, are a part of this, and uh, Matthew Berry's one, Eric Carabell, Field Yates, Mike Clay. So they've got a group of people that do these rankings. I would say Matthew Stafford this week has a lot of flux mm-hmm. in his rankings. Matthew Berry has him sixth overall. Um, Field Yates, Mike Clay, they have him third overall. For quarterback, so Matthew Stafford overall is ranked as the fourth quarterback on ESPN.com. Then, if you look at Jared Goff, he's ranked seventh overall for quarterbacks, and then Josh McCown was the third name. He's ranked twelfth. So, I mean, it everyone kind of has their different rankings, and Matthew Barry is saying that six for Matthew Stafford. Some people are saying three. He he seems to have the different. It's it's difference that, between yeah. the experts. Uh, but almost everyone has Jared Goff as their seventh or around there. Same with Josh McCown around twelve. So. It's an it's an aggregate ranking, and yep. that's where you come at him coming in as uh, what'd you say fourth or third third He's overall. Fourth. There are some that put him at third, which brings him way up. But that's so. where the experts defer. Like if you look at like you're saying, don't play him. I was listening to their fantasy podcast, mm-hmm. and Barry was like, "Well, if he's out there, I'm playing him because he's Matt Stafford, and he's he's got the best matchup." So if you're going based off of you you can deal with the fact that if he gets hit, the wrist is going to be a problem, and he's not going to be able to throw as much. If you can deal with that, he's got the best matchup out of any of those quarterbacks. Okay, well, I'm going to incept you, and if you're going to bring up a podcast from ESPN.com, I'm going to bring up this show earlier today. Jeff told us if he's playing, he's not going to play him because he might not and be I the normal Stafford. So but, take that. But I'm telling Abdallah. you that if you, want, if you want the best matchup... What are you doing? Stafford has the best matchup. He, he certainly <laughs> does. Again, uh, and, and it's, it's really your risk tolerance at this point. I tend to play it a little bit safer in the playoffs, especially here's the thing. At the quarterback position, it's not that, like, yeah. you know, if it's a running back spot and it's an elite player, all right, I'm probably going to keep him in my lineup because what are your alternatives? At quarterback, there's just there's just plenty of guys out there who's, who are going to give you 20, 30 points this week, depending on your scoring system. I trust the fantasy expert sitting here to my left, not Let, the one with the puppets. Let's try Jay in Toronto. <laughs> What's up, our Canadian friends? How's it going, Jay? Hey, how's it going? Long-time listener. Thanks, hey bud. Hey, uh, question about uh, Standard League. I got three receivers. I got Captree uh, coming off the suspension. Sure. Um, Larry Fitzgerald. And I have um, Marvin Jones Jr., but I know Stafford has been hurt. Sir, so. and you need you need two of those, Jay? Yes, I need two of those. Yeah, so, you know, and, and again, this is the theme for me. I'm going to go with Fitzgerald and Crabtree. I love Marvin Jones and the talent. But the reality is I'm concerned about the wrist and the hand injury. I'm a little more risk-adverse come playoff time. But, hey, if you're somebody who's like, you know what, I want to go with the guys who got me here, I understand it. But my personal philosophy, come playoff time, I'm looking at guys I can say, okay, I know what I'm going to get from them. This week, Matthew Stafford's the biggest question mark, I feel, in fantasy. He could be his normal Matthew Stafford self, and that's fine. But I'm willing to look at other players because I'm just unsure of that. There's also a good chance today that Larry Fitzgerald will move into third place all time in receiving yards. He's only 26 receiving yards behind Randy Moss on the list. 
So if you have a bonus point for moving it to third all time. No, I'm, I'm no, just saying. I'm, I'm just I'm acknowledging joking. a great football that player. Is, no, Fitz is, Fitz is one of the best. It, no, it's a, it's a great point. He's awesome. Give you guys a note. Let's try Ken and Schaumburg. That's what, what I'm here for. Thanks for what's, the nugget. what's up, Ken? All right, Ken. Hey, guys, what's going on? Um, you guys um, helped me out with my first call a couple weeks ago. I had Joe Mixon and Dion Lewis, and um, I chose to put Joe Mixon in the flex, and it was really good and paid off. So I figured I'd use my second phone call uh, for my girlfriend, actually. I'm playing her in uh, the fantasy uh, right now, and um, she's lose. playing for a playoff spot. Okay. okay? So I'm, she's playing against me. But I'm calling to try to help her out. Okay, no, no collusion here, Ken, but go ahead. <laughs> what is okay. firm, firm, firm away. What are you doing? Um, so she, it's a PPR. Uh, she needs one for the flex. Nelson Aguilar, Theo Riddick, or Latavius Murray. Hmm. So in that situation, he's not normally a PPR play, but Latavius Murray to me is clearly become the featured back. Obviously, McKinnon's still in the mix. But I like the way the Vikings are using Latavius Murray. Aguilar is too up and down when you can when when you give me Murray versus Aguilar and Riddick again. You know he's going to be in a committee with Zenner, um, Dwayne Washington, and apparently Deion Green, as our earlier caller mentioned. So I'm going to go with Latavius Murray in that scenario. He must have messed up yesterday if he's on the phone today with us trying to help. He's his probably out. you know, but he's probably locked into the playoffs and yeah. at this point. And he's figures he figures okay if hey. she can get a win against me yeah it doesn't hurt to help yeah nah, man. be a nice guy for be once ha- be have a happy yeah, home come on, man fantasy sticker fantasy love let's do it let's try Lou in Lincoln Square hey Lou hey fellas good morning love your work during the week um, thank you I got a half point PPR uh, so I need either Greg Olson or Chris Hogan. All right, Lou, this is tough because obviously if you wait out Hogan and by some scenario he does not play, you're really up against it. Do you feel like you're a underdog or a favorite in this matchup? Well, I was a favorite, but I had Drew Brees and Will Lutz. All right. And, and yeah, so you didn't get a whole lot of help. And so you're looking, you know what? In that scenario, Chris Hogan for me. It's pretty, that's, that's one of those things too where the playoffs do kind of change the way I'm going to play something with a Thursday night game where you didn't quite, you're a little disappointed with the production you got. I'm definitely swinging for the fences a little more. I think Chris Hogan has much higher upside without uh, Gronkowski in the lineup, whereas Greg Olson, you know, still coming back from that foot injury. We haven't seen him, you know, give us a full complement of snaps in a game. I would definitely swing for the upside with Chris Hogan in that scenario, Lou. All right. Thank you much. Good luck. Let's go with Chris. In the lovely city of Chicago. Hello, Chris. Good morning. Another quarterback question for you. Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston? All right. So in that case, I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. Again, Andy Dalton. I would probably start Andy Dalton over Matthew Stafford this week. But in the same game, I'm going to choose Winston over Dalton. <laughs> ben in Crown Point, Indiana with a PPR play. What's up, Ben? What's up, fellas? Hey, I'm wondering. I got a. It's a half point PPR. Um, I need a running back. Two options are Demarco Murray, Giovanni Bernard, or Theo Riddick. Love it! I started the show talking about how much I like Giovanni Bernard today. I say go with Giovanni Bernard because I think the touches are going to be there for him today. Twenty plus against the Bears is my prediction. I think you'll be happy you uh, go with Giovanni Bernard today. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning, and that'll take us to the two-minute warning. 
All right, Jeff, here we go. If you tweeted us throughout the show or called in, we will get your questions in here during the two-minute drill. Dominic wants to know, Russell Wilson or Alex Smith? Uh, Look, I understand Jacksonville's a tough D, but I'm riding with Russ. He is a fantasy difference maker. Dan and Bartlett, PPR needs one. Samaje Piran, Isaiah Cruel, Bernard Powell. Uh, I'm going with Piran. The Real JC on Twitter asks, Big Ben or Derek Carr? I'm going to go with Carr with the uh, good matchup. Mike in Chicago needs one. Deion Lewis, Stephon Diggs, Josh Gordon or uh, Shepard? Yeah, Sterling Shepard. I'm going to go with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon proved last week that uh, he is certainly capable of some big plays. And I think against the Packers, he has a decent matchup today. Definitely the highest upside of all those guys you mentioned. Jeff on Twitter asks, uh, I need the I need three of these in a half-point PPR. Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, or Marshawn Lynch? Landry, Hyde, Miller, Lynch. Landry, Hyde, Miller, Lynch. He needs to bench one in a half-point PPR. That's that's a tough one, and yeah. I like so we're gonna keep Landry in, and then it comes down to keep Hyde in, and then it's Miller versus Lynch, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep Miller in against the Niners today over Marshawn Lynch. Joe and Displains, Cousins or Stafford? Cousins. Brad says he has Peyton Barber or Derrick Henry. Scoring is heavy touchdown. The league is a bunch of old men that he plays <laughs> with, and the rules haven't changed in 30 years. Ooh. That, yeah, that's a, that one is tough, but I'm going to say I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. I just with, with Doug Martin returning, we have no idea what kind of role Peyton Barber is going to have today. And because we had a lot of quarterback questions, we'll end with one. Robin Lindenhurst, Goff, or Alex Smith? Goff. The Alex Smith train has slowed. <laughs> MVP of the league. All right. Good luck in your playoffs this week, guys. Thanks again for listening. Check out the podcast if you missed it. Again, with Chris Black, Adam Abdallah, I'm Jeff Meller. Don't go anywhere because Steve Mongo McMichael and Fred Hubner get you set for Bears Bengals. Coming up next, right here on ESPN 1000.